This is a special feature from Overdrive. And now, here's our broadcast. I'm Todd Dills, and today we're talking truck parking with New York-based advocate Hope Rivenberg. Not the last we'll say on the subject for sure, but given the big Jason's Law truck parking studies recently released results, we wanted to know just what Hope's next steps were as an advocate for drivers on parking. For most of you, needs no introduction. The widow of Jason Rivenberg, for whom the Jason's Law truck parking security and availability legislation is named, Hope's efforts over the years networking with drivers to help make clear to the general public the extent of the problems were key in making the legislation a reality. She starts with a brief account of how her involvement in the issues grew after her husband was killed six years ago. Um, in March of 2009, Jason had substituted for a company, a friend of his, and he, had, he was filling in for two weeks. The week prior, he had done the same run, parked in the same location. Um, mm-hmm. Then that week he had parked there, and we all know the end result of that, of Jason being killed um, for $7. And then while we were looking for Jason, my aunt had started realizing what a shortage of truck parking there was because she was not familiar with the the trucking industry whatsoever. So she started a petition, and she started emailing the representatives to try to get somebody's attention, and Congressman Tonko right away met with us. And just things proceeded from there, I guess? And things proceeded from there. Um, he told us he was unaware of a lot of the issues in the trucking industry as well. He told us he was going to go back to his office and do some research. And then a month later, about a month and a half later, was when Jason's Law was introduced on the House floor. A number of years went by, right? And then uh, there, there were a few different state and loan bills uh, introduced, I guess, in the, in, in the subsequent, well, at least one in the, in the subsequent Congress. Um, but it was ultimately included in the big highway bill in 2012. Essentially, it required the study that recently came out. And it also uh, you know, made, uh, spelled out that uh, parking availability and security should be considered a priority in some ways. And, and, and didn't didn't specify a particular amount of funding, right? But um, uh, in the first bill, it did. It was like six point two five million in the first bill, okay. the standalone bill. But in the Highway yeah. Trust, it can come out of three different pots. And I apologize, off the top of my head, I can't remember the names of the three different pots. So it's kind of an right. unlimited so, funding now. So, it, but it marked it as a priority and sort of left it up to the left it up to you know, states to request the money and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I know uh, Michigan has implemented um, the sensors um, to let the drivers know that there's in the parking areas to let the drivers know how many parking spots are available and stuff. I have, myself and Desiree Wood have been in contact with this gentleman. He contacted us right after we put out our survey results. Mm -hmm. And he has used parts of our survey to help get the grants and stuff. So I'm not exactly 100% sure what funding and grants he's getting that money from. Um, I know here but. in New York we have two rest areas reopening. I was informed that one of them is reopening due to a grant. Again, not for sure if it's coming out of the funds that the truck parking is allowed out of or not. Nonetheless, uh, you know that the the study coming out and you know, these 
folks at the federal level clearly making a priority um, you know, does, I guess, bode well for the, for the future. What's going to be your involvement with the, in the, uh, the National Coalition of Trump Parking? That was introduced uh, uh, as a you know a real uh, broad collection of interest groups and people at the state and local level uh, around parking uh, going forward. I think they mentioned there was maybe a meeting coming up in the fall. I haven't heard anything definitive on that uh, since the announcement. But what, uh, like I said, what, what if any is going to be your involvement with them? Um, I plan on being at every meeting. That is helped. Okay. And try to bring ideas to the table as well. Whatever I can do to to have this parking situation. You know what I mean? If, I, if it's an idea that I can think of that maybe would work so that we can get this parking underway as soon as possible. Ways to keep it going until it's 100% fixed. Sure. But I definitely plan on attending the meeting. Have you heard anything about the first meeting? I have not yet, no. I've said from day one, I'm not a driver. I'm not out there on the road. I don't know exactly 100% what these drivers go through. We started advocating for this for the drivers. We continue to advocate it for for the drivers. If they've got ideas, I've got the time, I can bring it to DUC for them. Uh, in the past, I think you and I may have had a conversation around the time uh, sometime after Jason's Law was, was put in the highway bill. And I think it was he was centered around the notion that uh, you know, there is no there is no um, cap on the amount of dollars that can be spent on this, uh, you know, per the per the legislation. And I believe you were, you were counseling drivers at that point to sort of take up the you know their their truck parking uh, needs uh, in their in their individual efforts, you know, if they're in their state in their states and their uh, localities uh, with with you know state DOTs. Uh, people like this, and I, I think I suggested even state trucking associations. You know, they're in frequent contact with the DOTs in the states. Um, I was wondering, you know, is that still uh, just still a, a good route for for individuals out there to take um, in their advocacy efforts? I believe it is because the drivers are going to know, you know, if they're going through this state, and they're going to know the times that parking's not available, and if they could. I know that they have the crazy schedules. I am not taken away from that, but if they could take like a few minutes and jot down where, what time, and then contact that state's DOT and be like, listen, you have X amount of stops here or, you know, um, distribution centers or whatever it might be. We can't find a place to park. What can you possibly do to help us? Yeah, other than the involvement in the coalition that that uh, that we talked about already. What's next for you around uh, around this issue? They have paid parking spots already at numerous truck stops, correct? Right. Why, in my head, I guess I'm trying to understand why larger companies that would haul to certain areas, locations, wouldn't possibly, possibly just reserve X amount of spots. Like, do you know what I mean? Pay for those spots to help sure. maintain it help maintain or implement new parking, if, if it's an area where that company is delivering to, where it doesn't fall on the drivers. Right. There's an over-reliance at the, the kind of carrier level on the uh, sort of the public options that are available for uh, for drivers to park, you know, like your truck stops, rest areas, and such. There could be a lot more investment at the carrier level in sort of terminals, essentially is what you're saying, right? Like uh, yeah. locations maybe, you know. 
Because so many, I mean, I'm sure there's not terminals at some of these larger locations where they deliver to, you know, some of these distribution centers. I'm sure they don't have terminals at each, close to each one. And there's so many large trucking companies out there. I guess you'd be, uh, you'd be talking directly to the, uh, the truck lines in that case, right? The diesel shop in around uh, Dallas, Texas. It's kind of situated in this area between Dallas and Fort Worth. Uh, you know, it's a high volume ch uh, trucking area because there's a ton of distribution centers around there, right? But uh, that town is, is very unfriendly to the truck stops and <coughs> really doesn't want any parking. The diesel shop wanted to put in a you know, a hundred, um, hundred space lot or so on the property that they have now, and then they have property next to them as well that uh, they have been proved to, to finance uh, on a purchase on it, and they could have even more, right? You know, they'd, they'd be able to charge a certain monthly fee for uh, folks that, that service that area. And this, this is the kind of thing you're talking about, I think, you know. Like public, yeah. It's a, it's a private space. It's available to other carriers. Um, uh, it's very available to anybody that wants to use, to use it. They they uh, have that month rent the space. You know, so um, those kinds of things. And, and the problem, of course, that they have is the town that they they want to build it in is uh, it's putting up a lot of resistance. Um, and and that's the huge problem that so many people put, face is that the towns. Oh, I don't want a truck stop in my town. Right. Why? Why they're bringing you your goods that you're going to use every day of your life. They're not bad people. The criminal element already exists within your town. It just truckers are easy targets, so therefore it seems like the truck stops are bringing the criminal element, but they're not. Right. It's already in your town. So it's kind of they become the target, I guess, and then uh, it's sort of a, uh, a misinterpretation of, of, of whether the chicken came first or the egg, right? It's amazing, and I don't mean to be mean, but like, how naive people are, the general public, I guess. How naive the general public is on that. The kind of necessity of, uh, of trucking generally. Yes, yes. I, the, the, our stuff doesn't just magically appear on those shelves. Looking back to the um, the announcement of the uh, study, have you spent much time um, looking through that? And did you see if you if you have, did you see anything in there that was kind of that was surprising to you? And there's a big inventory of. And the number of spaces that are out there in, in some of the various states around and such. But, uh, anything stand out to you at all if you, if you take a look at it? It seems like there's a lot of spaces out there, but then when you think right. about how many trucks are on the road? The study does very much so identify the, the need, you know, I mean, it gives the inventory and, you know, there, yeah, there are a lot of spaces out there, but um, clearly it, it clearly demonstrates that uh, there's a, there's a big need in, in the majority of states for more. Uh, you know, what does the fact that you have this big study out there do uh, for, for your efforts? Does it help you? Um, does it give you something to point to? What, what's, uh, I think what, it gives us a good point? starting point. You know, if you take the, the worst state with the most shortage of truck parking and, and start with that state, implement some parking in that state and then, you know, at the same time, simultaneously try to progress each state, but for the majority, focus on the state that has the shortage and just keep on going down the line. They had the study and then they had sent out 
for more information to get more definitive answers before they had released it. So they tried to pinpoint it directly. I mean, obviously you can't 100%. But if you could start in those areas that show the most critical, the most critical areas and work on down the list from there. I think for me, one driver said it perfectly when he's, um, when he attended protests about our rest areas being closed. He stopped and he had said that he had just stopped to wish us luck, but the media had done an interview with him. He's like, hope I didn't think my voice would count. Their voices do count. They're, the drivers are the ones that face this every day. They deal with it. They know the ins and outs. They know where's the worst not to give up. Their voices do count. Don't think that they do count. I mean, without their help, we couldn't be where we are. That's how I look at it.